I'll ask you again. Did I urinate on your rug? No, like I said, woo or peed on my rug. I just want to understand this, sir. Every time a rug is micturated upon in this fair city, I have to compensate the person? Come on, man. I'm not trying to scam anybody here. Uh, you know, I, I'm just... Uh... You're just looking for a handout like every other... Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Wait, wait let, me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Uh, Are you employed, sir? Employed? <laughs> you don't go out looking for a job dressed like that, do you? On a weekday? Is this a... What day is this? Well, I do work, sir. So if you don't mind... No, I do mind. Uh, the dude minds. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. I mean, your wife owes me... My wife is not the issue here! I hope that someday my wife will learn to live on her allowance, which is ample. But if she does not, that is her problem, not mine. Just as the rug is your problem. Just as every bum's lot in life is his own responsibility, regardless of who he chooses to blame. I didn't blame anyone for the loss of my legs. Some Chinaman took them from me in Korea, but I went out and achieved anyway. <laughs> I cannot solve your problem, sir. Only you can. Oh. Oh. Yes, that's your answer. That's your answer to everything. Tattoo it on your forehead. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. Condolences. The bomb's lost. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. The bums will always lose. Do you hear me, Lebowski? The bums will always lose. How was your meeting, Mr. Lebowski? Okay. The old man told me to take any rug in the house. Certain long, Prescott runs it up the middle. 15, 10, 5, diving to the run. It's not personal, son. It's strictly business. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Welcome back. It's the Zero to One Hundred podcast, episode thirty-nine. And in today's episode, I am actually joined by my frequent guest and friend, uh, photographer Christina. Uh, in fact, I want you guys to like her Facebook and Instagram page, uh, Chris Hill Photography. 
And uh, along for the ride is her personal trainer and friend. This is uh, He's a small business owner of the uh, Basement Fitness. His name is Greg, and I'm going to talk to him in particular in regards to how this pandemic has been affecting the small business owner. Um, you know, as of this episode, uh, excuse me, unemployment claims have actually reached over 30 million. Uh, CBS News uh, this past week had actually did like some uh, profiles on families uh, from Philadelphia and from the Philadelphia area that had been impacted uh, by the coronavirus. And, you know, while the initial stimulus package was supposed to help, um, you know, it's become pretty evident uh, that it's it was nowhere near enough. Uh, especially to help the small business owner. Uh, there was all kinds of problems in regards to small business owners getting uh, some form of assistance to stay afloat. And in fact, we talk about that in our conversation. Um, and also in this episode, it's, you know, I'm going to dive into this growing divide from those that, you know, want to reopen the uh, country right now and those who still think it's too early um, because we still don't have a vaccine. That's still a long ways off. We still don't have a, enough tests for everybody. That's a long way off. And for, you know, unfortunately, like most things in this country, it's almost been turned into this political uh, divide. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating in regards to this is human lies that we're talking about. And now people are turning it into some political thing when it really should be about public health and uh, safety. And, it, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of things turn into an us versus them thing. And um, just some other uh, hot topics that I'm, I'm going to dive into in this episode. But strictly the primary focus is really on business and the small business owner which is uh, why this episode is called Business and Corona. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying listening. If you want to join the conversation, again, you can email the show at 0to100pod at gmail.com. That's the number 0to100pod at gmail.com. And so this is episode 39. Let's get it. So this is the Zero to One Hundred podcast. I have two guests with me tonight. I have my good friend and frequent uh, guest, Christina. What's up? Hey, 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 hey! And we are now also joined by her tr personal trainer and her partner, uh, Greg. What's up? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Doing pretty good. So I appreciate you jumping on because uh, Chris had actually, uh, you know, well, one, she's already talked about your, uh, uh, talked about you being her personal trainer and busting her, her butt in the gym and everything. And so when all this craziness was going on, I first started bringing my uh, podcast back. Uh, she was just like, oh, you know, it'd be a good uh, episode is, you know, talking to the small business owner, talking to people who have, you know, been impacted by the pandemic that we don't really hear about. Cause you know, you hear about, you know, some people that are out of work or the essential workers and stuff like that, but we really don't hear about how it's really truly affecting the small business owner. But before, you know, I jump into that. So Greg, why don't you just tell me a little bit about like, what were you, like what was your business and what were you doing before the pandemic hit? Uh, so um, like you already said, I was a personal trainer. Um, well, not was, I am a personal trainer. Um, I own my own gym, uh, the Basement Fitness. Uh, it's celebrated uh, seven years 
um, being in business um, on March 24th. Um, so that started out, you know, being a personal trainer as in, in like a local uh, chain gyms. And then I uh, eventually just decided to branch off and do my own thing. Okay. So before the pandemic, how successful or how like busy were you? Um, I was busy. Um, um, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> sorry for that. Um, yeah, I was busy. Um, had classes on Monday, Wednesdays, um, and then uh, Saturday mornings. Had personal training um, Tuesday, Thursday. So you know, I was relatively busy. You know, working a six day a week schedule. Oh, okay. So were you like were everybody just coming to your gym, or were you going to them as well? Oh uh, no. So I miss uh, everybody comes to the gym. Um, so it's just, you know, personal, like I said, personal training group classes. I don't really do um, online training uh, or like in-home training, anything like that. Um, you know, with, with everything that's going on now, I had to adapt and kind of do like more of the online training, which mm-hmm. is uh, working. I just kind of keep everybody busy. Oh, okay. So when the pandemic first ha- happened, like you, when was it that the state of Delaware told you you had to close the gym? Because I know the different states, everybody has been different in terms of when, like, stuff was shutting down. Like, I know my barber, I reached out to him, and he was saying he wasn't closed yet. And then next thing you know, he was done, or he, he had to close his shop. Um, it was March 19th, I believe. I believe it was Thursday. Thursday, Yeah, it was March 19th. Um, so that's when the governor issued the order for us to all gyms and health spas, massage places and stuff like that, places where we're going to be in close contact with people. That's when he pretty much just kind of shut all that stuff down. Oh, okay. And so from them, you've transitioned to like doing online training? Uh, yeah, so basically, I mean, it's more like our, our group classes that decided to do them virtually. Um, so we just one o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, uh, it's called like our basement lunch break. Um, I just hop on Instagram Live um, and do actually do the, the workout um, myself, you know, with everybody who joins in on Instagram Live. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, that's been a lot, actually a lot more fun than I actually thought it was going to be. Um, but, uh, it's, it's just also a way for us all to kind of, you know, intermingle with each other. You know, you'll see people jumping in the comments and talking trash back and forth and having a laugh and stuff like that. So it kind of brings a little bit more like a sense of normalcy in this like crazy time that we're, we got going on right now. Chris, have you been doing the, uh, online stuff? Have you been like keeping up? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, don't jump on the live because when he does the live, it's at one o'clock and I'm still at work. Oh, okay. uh, but I'll go to his YouTube channel. I don't do it every day. You know, I, I, I definitely don't do it every day or I'll take like a little bit elements of what he has. Cause um, I have problems with my wrist. So I don't have the mechanisms here to do my alternatives like I would at his gym. Um, so I'll do some, some, th- some things here and there. And Lynette, she has like, we got some barbells and stuff like that. So we'll do that. We try to do like a little something, something. Um, Cause I mean, I need to stay away from my refrigerator. <laughs> Shoot. I need, my, my refrigerator needs to be quarantined for me. <laughs> the way it is going. Because it's just like, I'm just, you know, I'm here. And, and, um, and then also, too, like, we go out for walks and stuff at the park and whatnot, trying to maintain our distance from um, other people. But, um, but, yeah. Okay. So during this time period, Greg, have you had like a lot of people coming to you for tips? Because that was one of the things that people were worried about. Like now that we're all stuck in the house, like, you know, it's easier to eat and, you know, trying to stay in shape and everything. 
Um, not so much for tips, but more for so like uh, workouts and stuff like that. Um, so like Christina said, I, I upload the workouts to, to YouTube and are also on uh, the Basic Fitness Instagram page for people to kind of look up and see. So uh, like I said, not so much more tips, just more like workouts, stuff to kind of keep people busy, keep people active and kind of keep people involved. And that way when everything does kind of get back to normal, there's not that big of a fall off. Okay. So in terms of like being a small business owner, like we, we know that there was a, the stimulus package that went out and everything, but did you get any additional assistance as a small business owner? Um, no. So that has been uh, the disaster that everybody's making out to be. So that's, that disaster is pretty, pretty accurate. Um, I think, I think you both heard that they, they ran out of money in 13 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they were, what they were telling us to do was to, uh, apply at the, our our banks that we do business with first, and then that will kick over. Um, so I ended up applying through for for it through uh, my my bank. I, I bank with Citizens, um, and that was three weeks ago. And I'm supposed to find out, I guess, something either tomorrow or the first. So, but you know, the thing about it is, like, you know, you apply for these things, and then there's there's all kinds of glitches with the system and like all this stuff that they're saying in the news, that's exactly, it's true. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just, you know, the big wait in line. And then, you know, and then you, you hear and you find out that, you know, a lot of these big corporations who are friends with the banks are ones who the money's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the Lakers yeah. that I posted something on my Facebook and, page. Yeah. I was like, why are they getting it? They don't need it. Yeah. And that's the thing about it too, is it's like, you know, you know, being able to provide those loans and stuff like that, um, that the banks can 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 dish out. I mean, you got to think about it. Like they're saying, like people who have like you know good relationships with the banks. Well, how do businesses have good relationship with the banks? They borrow money, pay it back. They borrow money, pay it back. They borrow money, pay it back. You know what I mean? So for somebody like me who I don't I haven't taken out any loans on anything, you know, everything in the gym I, I own. You know what I mean? So I'm not constantly going to the bank getting loans and doing stuff like that. So you know I'm further down a totem pole when it comes to comes to that you know what i mean so yeah that's the messed up thing about it because yeah i remember like uh yeah chris you posted that thing about the lakers and it was like it was a um because it was harvard harvard was another one that mm-hmm. they got money from it and you're like they got like a, chris steak steakhouse pot belly you know what i mean like it, it's it's crazy yeah. man yeah and it's, yeah. it's like you just sit there like how are y'all being considered small business when you got yep. chains like that's crazy yeah and the thing about it is it's crazy because i get like the lakers had you know they had to shut down like they have to lay off employees and stuff like that but they're still making money people are still buying exactly lakers on yes Amazon. you know what i mean that people was are- that was my argument because my brother is the one that chimed in yeah. that was my brother who was just like oh we got to so, so that was a good of them that they're you know um they took some salary breaks and stuff like that i was like they shouldn't have gotten the money in the first place if you're a multi-million if you're a multi-millionaire company or billionaire company you should not get any government money period that money should belong to people like greg and they should not be technically alone they should have just the way that they gave us the twelve hundred dollars, they should have just gave businesses I don't know. I'm just going to throw out a money at like 5000 or something like yeah. that. You know, whatever. Like I said, it's not like they're not making money, you know, especially with like all these like throwback games they're throwing around ESPN and everything. Like they get money every time that stuff is put on TV. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if they play, you know, Lakers games from way back when, Lakers still get a, a little bit of that money. You know what I mean? So it's like they're still making money while you got small business owners who are literally sitting in the house not making anything. You know what I mean? Because businesses like mine, we only get paid when we're working. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the crazy thing. And, you know, I didn't even know that um, there's, like, sports franchises and stuff still get money off of that because I've been watching some of them old games. Like, I was just watching the uh, – the Cowboys Buffalo Bills game from yeah. Monday night. The yeah. other night. Well, you have to think about it too. Like, you know, like all these shows, like the syndicated shows that, you know, they, they go off air, but they still make money. It's the yeah. same thing with sports. Yeah. Like Martin and Living Single and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Bill Cosby, the Cosbys and all that stuff. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Family matters. Like, you know, they're, they're just, they're making, they're, that's how they, that's how they continue to keep making money. Yeah, see, not, I, yeah, I knew about the TV shows. Yeah, I didn't even know about the sports thing. I thought that was just like, but now it even makes sense as to why they be showing it. Okay, that's crazy. And yeah. also, too, it's not even just that, too. All the all these commercials, these are all brand new commercials. You all, you all see them? They're all COVID-related. Oh, yeah. yep. So the, these companies are paying the network, stations and all that to air the commercials. So they're mm-hmm. making money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they have it. ESPN still making their money. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, nobody – I mean, ESPN I know is racking up, especially with the um, the Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. I know is, is watching that. that even, though, even though that thing that brought memories back, I'm like I, – I called my brother today. was like, man, yo, this brought my Jordan hatred back because I was a – I'm a Pistons fan. So I'm like, F Jordan. Like, <laughs> 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 I, was like, I was like, I don't care. I was like, yeah, he's the greatest basketball player, but he's still hating on the bad boys. Forget Jordan. I don't want to talk about Jordan. <laughs> but so, Greg, is there anything additional that, like, your clients can do to, like, you know, support your gym or to help you out in this time period? Um. So, um. yeah, I mean, I, I've been getting a lot of support. You know, the, the, you know, the biggest thing, you know, has been – like just like the phone calls and text messages and stuff like that, just checking in, you know, I'm getting phone calls and text messages and stuff like that daily. So that, that's like a really good way to kind of help support, support me as well. Um, just doing the workouts, you're doing the workouts, tagging yourself, doing the workouts, spreading the word that we're doing the workouts is another way that uh, people have been helping out just to, you know, just for the help out for when I do open back up, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get a, you know, a, a new group of people who are, who wouldn't have been there with, People weren't doing the workouts or sharing the workouts and talking about them and stuff like that. And also, too, I've been having some people and members and friends donate and have a, uh, set up a Venmo um, just to kind of help out for me doing the workouts and stuff like that. If people you know feel generous, they uh, they uh, they could always just you know you know send some um, a donation through Venmo. So oh, okay, what's your, what's your Venmo? Uh, the Venmo is. Forever, I don't even know about this. I'm new. I'm new. I'm new to this. That's how. That's how. That's how you know she hasn't been doing the workouts because See? I mentioned at the end of all the workouts. Got her. Oh, Chris, he, he getting on here. I told him straight up. I was like, "Yo, listen. If I'm not gonna do the whole thing, I'm probably gonna do a little bit. I work from home. If I'm doing this from home, forget it. That's why I have to go to his gym. I strategically go straight from work to his gym because if I stop at the house, I'm not going in." That's she ain't about that. She'd be backed up, you know, sitting it, sitting there waiting for me to get there. Yes. Yeah. I'll be there for like waiting a whole hour get... sometimes waiting. Yep. Waiting because if I go home uh, and I sit down, that's it. I'm never going to come outside the house. I feel never. you on that. 
Never. So that's why I like I go straight to. Yep. I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I, if I forget my sneakers, forget it. I'm not coming. I'm not going. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I don't forgot my stuff, and I'm like, damn it. I yeah, she'll scoop me or hit me and say like, you know, I gotta work. What time are you gonna be there? And you know, sometimes I'm like, I ain't gonna be there. Sometimes like I'm already here. Come in, you know. Yeah. But sometimes too, like if I'm working, there are times where I have a lot of times I bought my stuff with me, everything, and then I can't. If I leave work at a certain hour, I don't want to hold him up because I know he's been there like all day. So if I'm not gonna get there until like seven o'clock, I usually be like, yo. I'll catch you the next day or something like that. So if the state, like, as you know, uh, some states are starting to open back up. If, um, like, Delaware was to open back up tomorrow, would you immediately go back to, like, you know, opening your gym and everything? Would you feel comfortable doing so? No, I wouldn't. Um, You know, I, I personally, you know, Let me, let me try, to, try to phrase this without making another <laughs> place look bad. Um, it's just what it's like. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one of the reasons why um, I'm not going to do it is just, you know, I don't, I, I, I just, I don't feel safe. Do you know what I mean? So if I don't feel safe, I don't expect my members and my clients to feel safe also. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, we're a small gym and I, you know, I, I care about all my clients and they're like, they're like family to me. Do you know what I mean? We so, are a pretty tight bunch. You know what I mean? We are a pretty, pretty tight bunch. bunch. You know what I mean? So this is one of those things where, you know, I just, I, I just wouldn't do it because I wouldn't feel safe. I wouldn't feel comfortable having people inside the gym in that close environment, you know, knowing the effects and how fast this, you know, virus, you know, works. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, gym saying, oh, we got our thermometers. We got this and we got that. We're, we're doing these checks and temperature checks and stuff like that. Here's the thing Not about enough. asymptomatic people don't have a fever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So somebody yeah. could, you, they, they could pass your scan test, yeah. come in, not even cough, could be breathing and have vapors in the air, yeah. affect somebody else. Like, you know, I think of people like Miss Val and, and Chuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're older. older. Or not just people that, like, but then we're finding out that people not just affecting people who are older, but anybody in general who any kind of underlying me. health. Yeah, me, yeah. Uh, my cancer. Yeah, my, the fact you know, that I have asthma. That's it. You know I, mean? I, I can't so, get that thing. So until things kind of settle down and like we're, we're actually like completely over the hump, like I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? Um, and and when I do finally feel comfortable doing it, it's not going to be how it was before. You know, before it was kind, of, it was like a semi-personal session. You know, or to have like three, four people in there at a time doing our own workouts that I designed for them. Now it's going to be more like two. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Group classes are going to be, you know, limited to how many people come in. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, in, 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 until I feel 100% comfortable that I'm safe, I'm not, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't do it. Do you ever see yourself like going back to like, cause I know you're saying even when you do back, open back up, it'll be different. Do you ever f- see yourself feeling comfortable like like you know in the future going back to how you used to do it or is it not until like they come up with a vaccine um i guess it all depend on you know where we're at with the virus and in how many cases and how and you know 
how many people are surviving from it and stuff like that before I make that decision. But um, I mean, the vac- we're, we're, vaccine, we're talking a year or two years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so yeah. that's a long time for, you know, any, you know, not just small business, but any business to run at a, at a you know, 25% of their, you know, normal rate of work, you know what I mean? So um, I definitely will try to get things back to normal as fast as I can before a vaccine, but, you know, keeping in mind that I want to make sure everything is safe, you know? Mm-hmm. So being a small business owner, like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, in fact, I'm pretty certain you've seen it. Chris, I know you've seen it. Like the people out that have gone to the different state houses and protested because they want the economy to open back up. They're stupid. They're stupid. They're <laughs> stupid. And they're more stupid. And those go, those are the jokers that are probably asymptomatic that's going to make everybody sick. They're the ones that are making this worse. If everybody just sat there, happy little butts at home. <laughs> And just be quiet and just don't go out unless you have to. We, we probably would have been done and over with. But because you got these idiots out here that just, they get, they're tired of being in the house, then they're doing this, you know, it's just going to prolong it. Yeah, further, I like to stay, further, I like to also point out the irony of it, how you got oh, all yeah. these mostly white folks. Oh, complaining yeah. about yep. I can't go to the park without people calling the cops on me as my <laughs> my rights have been violated. And my response is uh, welcome to being black. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> like it's like I said before, it's like it's kind of funny to me. Like you had these people that's like, all lives matter. And, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. hmm. But then, then you'd be like, well, what about the people that could get sick and v- the vulnerable? Well, we need to get back to work. Or like, Dan Patrick, like the uh, lieutenant governor, takes like, uh, we're willing to sacrifice ourselves to get the economy back going. I'm saying like, huh, huh, but wait a minute. I thought all lives matter. What happened to that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and the, the whole notice, my body, my yeah. choice. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. You notice one thing. Where is he at when he said all that? In his house. He wasn't at no rally saying that. <laughs> exactly. In exactly. That's the other thing. That's the thing that be killing me. Like they show these people the rallies, and these cats be having on face masks. Like, mask. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, wait. Like, oh, hold on. I'm like, hold on. I said, so you're at a rally protesting the quarantine, but you got your mask on. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, come on now. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And, and you guys heard about the the uh, the, the lady rally um, organizer in South Carolina, right? No, I she didn't got hear about she that. got COVID. She she was at she had to self quarantine herself because she got it. Exactly. Good for exactly. her. See, I'm sorry. I know that that sounds really mean, you know, because it, it especially because of the seriousness of this particular virus. But at the same time, I find it very hard to be sympathetic to the it cause is, when yeah. you're just woefully ignorant yeah. i don't feel sorry for you you deserve yeah. to get yeah. it you deserve to get it now if you were out just you know you're essential essential um, mm. a worker or you were in the supermarket and you got it i feel sorry for you but people like that who just don't want to listen yes, because she's listening to conspiracy theorists yes. and all this other crazy stuff that's going on i don't feel bad for you, you So this is a good place to pause um, in regards to what uh, Christina, Greg, and I were discussing right there, because while we definitely have empathy and we really care about people's well-being, it is, it's really hard to feel bad for people that just blatantly disregard 
some of the calls for social distancing and the, the most protective practices to try to help prevent this. And then, you, you know, they catch it and you're like, oh, no, that's terrible. But, you know, my wife gets on me about that. But uh, I just wanted to pause right here because, you know, it's been going on for some time now where you had this small group of people that are rallying and protesting and more and more states are starting to lift the shelter in place restrictions and trying to reopen the economy and reopen businesses and everything. Um, and I get it. You know, the the you know, this virus isn't just impacting people uh, health wise or physically, but it's really taking a financial toll. That's uh, you know, that's why we're doing this episode. But, you know, I've been blessed, you know, extremely blessed to be in a situation that I've been in where I've been uh, working from home for actually over a month now. In fact, it'll be uh, two months next week. And, you know, there are those that don't have jobs that are deemed essential and, you know, people are struggling to make ends meet. So I totally get, you know, why it's important for people to get back to work and people who desire to get back to work, people who desire to to want to get back to some normalcy. Um, so I totally get it. But what I also, you know, what my concern is, is like, or what, what I also understand is that there's a large number, in fact, the majority of people who have reason for concern and who are calling for caution and let's not move too fast, um, you know, that's definitely the side that I fall under. I mean, I just keep thinking about the difference between uh, human life and what you would say is economic impact, you know, because people lose jobs, people lose money. And over time, people lose houses. But over time, these things can be replaced or they can be rebuilt or you can come back from it. Um, but, you know, but when someone's dead, that's it. Like I talked about it a little bit in the last episode, like you can't replace a human life. Like once they're going, they're going, you know, unless Jesus comes down from the clouds to resurrect people, there's nothing that a human being can do to reverse it. So that's why I lean on the side that would try to preserve more life than it is the side that puts more lives at risk. Because the other thing that, you know, a lot of the people that are protesting, these people that are going out there rallying don't seem to comprehend is it's not just their life that they're impacting, but there's others. Like there's hospital workers, there's, uh, you know, people at grocery stores or people in other essential businesses or, um, you know, that they're being out and being around, not socially distancing and choosing to interact with each other in that manner without masks or screaming in each other's faces and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it just doesn't impact them. There's other people that it, it impacts. And it was funny because there was this point that a radio host that I listened to had made, and he was saying, if you were to tell these people, Hey, you know, okay, we'll reopen everything. You can go out, you can do you, but if you get sick, you know, you're waving the right to go to the hospital and be treated for it. Because, you know, we don't want you to overtax those hospital workers or those, uh, you know, healthcare workers or those doctors or those nurses. Like, you know, go ahead and take your chances. If, you know, if you want to go out and do that, do you. But you're foregoing, like you're signing a denim. You're waving the right to get treated. And the chances are, if you told them that or you presented that option to them, 
they wouldn't keep doing it. Like they they'd stop. Um, so it's I just want them to kind of keep that in perspective in that regard. And I hate to keep harping on this because I mean I brought it up in a previous podcast episode as well, but I'm gonna keep harping on the all lives matter thing because you know just this week. Uh, there was a video of a man jogging, a black man jogging in a Georgia uh, neighborhood, and these two guys chased them down, uh, appear to chase him down from a pickup truck, and he ends up being shot and killed. His name was Ahmad uh, Arbery. And it's like, you know, the dudes that did it haven't been arrested yet. Now, they tried to put the story out there that, oh, uh, we were chasing a guy who was, who was seen burglarizing a house. Well, you know, there was no evidence of him attempted to burglar house you know in fact there was no even reports of a house uh an attempted home break-in or attempted burglary so okay try again but these are you know the same people when we come out and say black lives matter because we're trying to address a specific issue which is the disproportionate number of uh african americans in this country that are unarmed or being killed or shot and killed because for, you know it's disproportionate. Like that's why we focus on that one thing. Cause it's a specific issue that we would like to see addressed. And we do get that. Yes. Every life matters, but this is a actual issue. Like it's not talking about people that are, you know, falling out of balconies or falling over buildings or people are getting in car crashes. Like this is a specific issue. Unarmed black people being killed disproportionately to the other races in this country. And, it's just funny, like, when you bring it up, they're quick to go, all lives matter, all lives matter. And, okay, again, we get it. But when you bring it up in this aspect where you're saying, well, yes, the economy, we want to get it back going again, but we're also trying to save more lives. Like, we're trying to keep the number of deaths down. And, you know, people go, oh, it's just one, two, or three percent. That's human life. Like, that's not just a number. It's actually tied to a human being, to a person. So, Let's try to do all that we can to actually make that number low because that means people won't be dead. And so it just, it frustrates me. And, you know, I, I get it. Um, you know, if, if you, you listen to my podcast, you know, we know that the, I mean, even if you don't listen to my podcast, if you just happen to follow the issue, you know that it's really these people, when they say all lives matter, they're simply trying to diminish a movement to bring about justice for people in this country that are constantly attacked and rarely, if ever, receive justice in this country. So, you know, everyone would like to get back to normal. There's not a person in the world right now that wouldn't like to be able to go to a concert or go to a movie, go to a sporting event, heck, go to the grocery store without wearing a mask. But let's just try to be smart about this. The other thing that, you know, people who want to reopen right now don't seem to take into account is that they're truly in the minority in this regard. Most polls have people at at least 70 to 80 percent who want to hold off or or, or want to be 100 percent sure before they reopen things. And, um, you know, so 
that's the other thing that they're not seeming to take into account was like how much business are you really going to get? And so this is a good point of uh, where me and uh, me, uh, Greg and Christina pick back up in our conversation. And so just stay tuned. You're listening to the zero to 100 podcast. You deserve to get it. Here's the thing about it. These people are going to find out real quick, right? They're going to find out real quick that they don't want what they asked for. Because here's what's going to happen, right? So all the, you got these governors who are opening up these states. People are rallying to open the states. Governors are opening up these states. People don't realize that one of the reasons why they're opening up these states is because they don't want to continue to play unemployment. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You know what I mean? So what's yep. going to happen is these people are going to go back to work and get, get, sick. Their, get their wish. And when business really, really slows down, because there's another segment of the population that people aren't taking into the equation that don't want to exactly. be out. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. all those people, because let's just say, let's just say 50-50, right? Say 50% of the people want to go back to work, 50% of the people who don't, you know what I mean? Or don't want to be out, you know, don't want the restrictions lifted, right? I don't know any business that can survive with a 50% of their normal Exactly. Business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what starts to happen? Those people who are all glad they got their back to work, they're all glad they're outside, they're going to get laid off. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Or they're going to get fired. Yep. Or they're going to still have to come into work. You know what I mean? Because business is slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, everything's going to end up being shut back down anyway. And let That's... alone the people let alone the people that are saying that the people who, um, you know, don't feel safe going back to work, if they don't go back to work, it's considered a voluntary quit, and you won't get unemployment then. Yep. Because yep. it's that's considered insubordination yeah, too. That's a, you know that's what I mean? So that it, people don't it, it really talk double, about. It could be a double whammy right there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, yo, if you just sit down, the, yeah. the, you know what I mean? The sooner you sit down and shut up, the faster we can all go outside. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. like, it's like the annoying friend or annoying cousin or, or classmate who like, like, if you just shut up right now, <laughs> we can all go play. I mean, that's the thing, because that's the other element that, that I'm like, yeah, people are not talking about. It's like these people is probably like, oh, I want to get back out. I want to open back up. I'm like, OK, but like when they show it on the news, you only see like a couple of hundred people or a couple of yep. like, you know, it's not a it doesn't represent the, you know, the majority. And so it's like. It's still at like where they was, you know, they poll people and they go, well, how comfortable will you feel going to a concert or a sporting mm-hmm. event? And it's like 70 to 80% is still yeah. saying they're not comfortable. Yeah. So it's like some businesses were like, just like you, Greg, they're like, I'm not going to open back up because like I'm not opening my restaurant because I'm not going to get the same traffic and it's going to cost me more money yeah. to pay the electricity yeah. for yes. this, to pay the yeah. staff. Yeah. And then I'm, People yeah. don't realize, like when you open up, when, when, when you, you're pushing to open back up and you everything opens back up, like most businesses are getting like their, their landlords are forgiving their rent for the, the time that they're gone. My, mine is, you know what I mean? For the time that they're gone. You know what I mean? You got most, like you got, even got mortgages, car payments, all that kind of stuff is all on pause while this is going on. The sooner you open that up, you got to start paying your car note. You got to start paying your rent. You got to start paying your mortgage. You got to start paying your insurance. You got to start paying for all this stuff that right now. And if, and, if, and, if, and if your business or your job isn't producing enough stuff to keep you employed, guess what? You're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're yep. done. That's exactly so yep. like, 
know, these, like, like these people out here yelling and screaming in the streets, like, be careful what you wish for. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't, and you can't blame Obama for this one because he wasn't out there protesting. That's what I'm saying. The best thing that I've been seeing, too, is I love the the people the videos like I've seen at least three three of them where they'll point out where Trump is up there talking about nobody can see this coming nobody could get this and, and then, they'll, then they clip it to what Obama said yeah exactly. yeah like five years ago saying we're gonna be facing a pandemic that's why I have this team in place for this and that and you like oh oh but you got rid of it oh yeah that's right that, yeah you got rid of it because. Nobody could see it, but the dude who had the job before you saw it because he listened to the science, he listened to the experts. Yeah. Like, here's, my thing. here's my thing. All these people out here talking about they don't believe in science, they don't believe in this, they don't, they don't believe in science is real. How the hell did they graduate high school? That's what I'm you yeah. got, Because you got to pass science, which means you know it works. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, yeah. like, I don't understand it. Like you believe the science behind everything else, but not this. Yeah. Because life is science. You know what I mean? So you believe everything else. You know what I mean? You believe how babies was born. You know what I mean? Like, come on now, what are we doing? Exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't you believe what's going on now? So you know why? Because this is why I keep telling people, because the conspiracy, the lie, or slash the lie. Is far more interesting than what the truth really mm-hmm. is. But not, that's but not, but day. not really. It's just stupid. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's the truth right there. Yeah, that's it's, not, it's, not even <laughs> it's like it's like it's like yo, that just sounds stupid. Like that doesn't <laughs> sound, that, that, like that doesn't sound like something I would want to read or watch or you know yeah. what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. so so Greg, what advice would you give to any other like small business owners during this time period? Um, just try to, well, to, to all business, small businesses, just try to, you know, keep in constant contact and engaging with your, with your clientele. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that, that that's a really good way I, I, to, to do that. That way you, that way you kind of keep that personal touch. You know what I mean? Like you got like bigger corporations and bigger restaurants who really don't have that, you know, it's kind of, it's like a dollar sign to them. But you know, when you have like these, you know, small businesses and mom and pop shops, it's kind of like, Cheers, where everybody knows your name. You know what I mean? Like you walk into a barbershop and everybody knows who you are. You know what I mean? So just kind of keep that engagement um, with your with your clientele. I think that'd be the best the best bet um, and the best idea for all businesses. For gyms like myself, you know, same thing. Just keep that constant communication and constant engagement to keep keep everybody kind of um, involved and engaged with with yourself and each other. And you know. Also, too, just, you know, get put as much content out as you possibly can to kind of keep people moving. That way people can have a little bit of sense of normalcy and, and, you know, stuff like that. So I think that is probably the best, you know, tips I would have to give to people. I mean, that's been working for me. So everybody can also just, you know, kind of twist around and do their own thing. But that's the first thing that's worked for me. I definitely definitely agree with that because me being home and um, not have time. So I've been like all these groups that I'm in. A whole bunch of people started following my photography page. I was like, I'm getting like more notice, stuff like that. Some people. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool, man, because uh, my uh, my uh, one of my good friends, Drew, he lives in um in uh, in Dallas, Texas. You hear me talking about him all the time, Chris. Um, he lives in Dallas, and you know his fiance put the shared the workout on a timer on her Instagram. And you know when they did the workout, I mean, I had a couple people over in the Dallas area like tune into it. Um, 
they tuned into it and a couple more follows from that area. Um, I had a couple, I had one guy actually from, he lives in Mexico. Um, he didn't actually do the workout, watch the workout a lot, but he saw it. And he just did some at-home workout and tagged the gym in it. And he messaged me and was like, hey, man, like, I, I didn't do the workout, but I love the workouts you're putting up and stuff like that. So I'm just, you know, I'm going to support you and tag you in this video. And he lives in Mexico. So if people wanted to see your uh, the workouts and the videos, Greg, what's, what's the Instagram and Facebook page? Uh, so the Instagram um, is at, under, um, at underscore, at the basement underscore fitness. Sorry. Okay, um, that's no the page and the basement fitness is the Facebook page um, and the YouTube page is the basement. So but it's, uh, if you go onto the Instagram page, the link is right there for the YouTube page. Cool. And is it cool if I put the links to your pages on the um, podcast posts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Yep. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys jumping on, but before I let you go, Greg, because now I know that you're a diehard Cowboys fan. I already knew it. I knew that's this was right. coming. What you think of that draft, Greg? What you think of oh, that draft? Man, man, I got a lot got to say. It's for another podcast, man. I got, man I, I'm going to have, have you back. I'm yeah, have I, got, you I, got, I got a lot to say about that, man. You know, uh, you know <laughs> C.D. Lamb's been my guy for the last three years, man. Okay. You know what I mean? I love. I watch a lot of, you know, Oklahoma football. Um, you know, like a lot of my favorite players that played for the Cowboys came from Oklahoma. So I tend to watch a lot of Oklahoma football. Um, so, you know, you know, love Baker when he was there. Love Kyler when he was there. Um, even though I thought he was a little bit too short to be playing, but he's he's doing his thing. And, you know, I loved – I didn't love Jalen Hurst at Alabama, but I loved him when he got to Oklahoma. And seeing that dual threat that he was, you know, I just – I know I, lo I love that guy. I wanted him to be a Cowboy, but those rat-ass Eagles. Man, so, you know uh, – <laughs> But uh, but but you know, oh, I, I love CD. I love CD Lamb. Um, I've, I've always wanted him. You know, I know we needed needs. We had needs on defense, and we needed defensive help. But you know, I, I've always been high on CD Lamb, and the fact that he dropped to us in at the seventeen. Yeah, you know, man. I was texting one of my boys, and I was like, "Yo, we're gonna get CD." He's like, "Nah, we're gonna yep. get a corner. We're gonna get Henderson." And then he went to Jacksonville, and it's like, "Okay, we're gonna get this." And then that guy went. It's like, "Okay." But what set it all off is when the Raiders yep. drafted Ruggs. Yep. Yep. That's what set it all off. When the Raiders drafted Ruggs, yep. I was just like, yo, I think we might get – That's C when I got I got fired up because I was like, yeah. before the draft, like I had my brother and another friend, Noah, who's a Cowboys fan, we were talking about it, and I was like, well, if, if Lamb or Judy fall to 17, I feel like we got to take had it. our pick, man. That's what, Yeah, so, yeah. Pick. When the Raiders took Ruggs, I was like, I was like, it's Lamb with Judy. I was like, it's Lamb with Judy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We almost had our pick, but, you know, I guess, you know, it, it, it makes sense why the, why the Broncos did what they did because they have their big, their big yeah. wide out. Yeah. You know, they have their big wide out out there, and they got Judy for the, to play the slot. And when CeeDee Lamb fell, I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I almost jumped out the window, man. I was so happy. <laughs> well, I'm definitely, definitely going to have you back. And, you uh, heard he's going to be number 88? Yep. See, that's what I'm saying. Look, other people was upset about it. Like, other people was like, oh, let him be his own number. He's too fast. For First off, I think it's dumb when people are like, he's too fast to wear 88. First off, I love the fact that they passed the legacy down. So I'm like, okay, yeah. you had Drew Pearson. You had the playmaker. Hey, you had, you know, we're we going we to blow by, by Antonio Bryant. He don't count. He don't count. Then you well, know, he was 80, well, he, he was 80. <laughs> 
He was 84, wasn't he? No, he was 88. I remember. Antonio Bryant? Yeah. Antonio Bryant was 88. He was he disrespected it, so I don't count him. Go ahead. Go somewhere. You don't count. But Des Bryant, I was like, throw it up. I was like, okay, CD. I was like, yeah, let's go. That actually kind of made me sad, man, because I was on on two things. I was like, you know, let him pick his own number. But I was also holding out hope that Des was going to come back, man. See, that's what I love Des, but he he burnt – he burnt that bridge, man. He, my, he set that thing on. He set that thing on fire, nuked yeah. it. Then I was like, and I was just like, oh, it, it hurt you know, my heart when he was going, but I just was we, like, it's okay. When we cut him, I was like, yeah, we, you know, he needs to, he needs to go. You know what I mean? But then once we did it, man, I just felt so bad. You know what I mean? I just felt bad. Yeah. You know, man, man, we cut Des like. You know, and then he wasn't getting picked up. And then when he – you could see yeah. on Twitter. I felt got, bad when he got hurt. When he got, when he got to the Saints, I was happy. I was real happy. Two days and got hurt. Yeah. Like, I was oh, bummed. Man. But I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. I mean, at least fingers crossed because I do I still up, like him. Us, he's not. Well, yeah, no, nah, he ain't coming back to the Cowboys. But I still I still want him to get back in the league. But I'm definitely going to have you back on, man. I'm right, definitely yeah. going to get you back on. Definitely, man, definitely. That's right, Chris. It's Cowboys up in here. Nobody care about them midgets in New York. Man, I thought. I mean, I, I thought I'm glad. Got... I'm glad I introduced two new best friends. There you go. You're welcome. I thought. You fell <laughs> what was that, Greg? I said I thought you fell asleep. We talking about football. We know. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, yeah, it's gonna be over. <laughs> yeah. No, you get with football. Yeah, but I appreciate you guys jumping on. And uh, all right, thanks for having me. More than welcome back to the Zero to One Hundred podcast, Greg. All right, let me know that, that on a Dallas Cowboys podcast, you gonna get that thing jumping. I got you. I got you. All right, Chris. <laughs> I'll right. see y'all later. All right, I'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Once again, I want to thank uh, my my guests, uh, Greg and Christina, for joining me. Um, you know, this has been a really important issue, especially for those whose livelihood has been impacted by the pandemic. Um, oh, that reminds me another issue that I really kind of wanted to address and I for, totally forgot, uh, cause I meant to talk about it earlier. One of the crazy things or the funny things that I noticed. And again, I am in the mindset of, I definitely feel like I try to like not always go with the crowd or flow with the crowd or anything like there's definitely some issues i definitely fall right into the crowd or the mob uh mentality almost but i definitely try to get away from it but one of the things i've noticed that has been a little crazy to me during this time period is when celebrities uh during this time period have reached out to you know charities or call for donations to different charities and stuff like that and people snapping like being like uh how am i supposed to give you money you got money why don't you give and it's like these people actually do give and yeah they could definitely give more than i can or that you can but it's still not a bad thing to call for more people to donate like i, I look at it the same way it's like when you give money to a political cause like the first time i ever gave money to uh for an election was when barack obama was running and i'm like yes this dude definitely has more money than i do but i also believe in his cause and his fight and i don't have a problem donating a small amount to you know help his campaign or I don't have a problem giving money to a charity that a celebrity is endorsing who are trying to raise awareness about 
this charity in, in regards to helping people. And yes, I am blessed to be in a position to be able to help. And so while I know that celebrity can definitely give more than I can, I don't have a problem with them bringing attention to the issue or bringing attention to the cause and asking for people to donate to it. And it's really weird to me that people spaz out or snap out about like, uh, why don't you give her? How come you ain't giving and this and that? When I'm pretty certain the person is, they're also just bringing attention to this issue. Um, so that kind of drives me crazy and I just wanted to talk about that. The other thing in regards to, you know, the people protesting, like reopen the economy, this and that, again, you know, I'm not going to keep harping on it. I'm, you know, but in this time period, there's a reason why we're keep going episode slash Corona. But um, in terms of people spazzing out like, oh, reopen the economy, wouldn't it be a little bit more productive if you had kind of directed that energy towards people in power, like in Congress and Senate to put forth like measures that they could have went to banks or other lenders and companies and say, hey, how about you guys suspend, you know, payments right now? Now, I know some uh, landlords, some uh, companies have done this. Like they have like, you know, said, oh, we're going to freeze your mortgage or we're going to freeze your payment in this regard. But they the government actually could have like, you know, instituted that kind of thing during this time period as opposed to like giving out one check which would really only cover people for like a month if sorry not even if that um in terms of bills and stuff but that's just for another you know topic but that's just something else i was thinking about in that regard so but you know what can we try to do to help people uh during this time period and I've been giving that a lot of thought, which is also part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode. Like, you know, we could take the attitude of the character from the opening clip I had in this episode, Mr. Lebowski. And, you know, you can act like whenever somebody's coming to you for something, it's a form of a handout. But, you know, you and I both know that's not the case here. These are very hardworking people that could use some help and so you know in this episode um you know when i post this episode i will be posting the link to the basement's uh, instagram page and the link to their youtube youtube channel uh if you wanted to um you know support him or follow his business in that regard um also if you just need some exercise during this time period to try to stay in shape and not gain what people are calling the covid 15 or whatever um but it also reminds me, like, when I was doing this episode, it took me back to the episode we'd done last year, uh, The Black Dollar, and we were talking about uh, supporting um, black businesses. And, you know, most or a lot of black businesses are, they are small businesses. Um, so, you know, I want to give shout outs at this point in time. I want to shout out my girl, Christina's photography. So check out Chris Hill photography on Facebook and Instagram. Also check out my brother's uh, podcast F living rich and dying broke. Uh, Cause he really gets some really good and sound financial advice during that and reach out to your barbers and your hairstylists, you know, cause during this time period, it's really rough for them. Cause even when some things are starting to reopen, um, it's, those are businesses that haven't like you know quite reopened yet and even still again some people might be hesitant to go try that out 
so reach out to them and see what you can do or help in that regard uh, also tonight uh you know as i'm posting this episode i know that the nfl is going to be releasing their schedule and so i can definitely tell you in the next episode i'm going to be rounding up some of my fellow cowboy fans and we're going to be talking about the Cowboys schedule and putting through some predictions of what they might do in this upcoming season. And uh, I've been meaning to dive into the Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, that has been airing Sunday night on uh, ESPN. It's been really, really great. Uh, but I'm going to be diving into my review of that with my brothers, uh, Corey and Ricky, because uh, that's when the Bulls, when they started to go on their dynasty, that's when my sports consciousness uh, started to co- develop and come in at that time period. It was like right when the Cowboys were, were forming their dynasty and when the Bulls had their dynasty. And, you know, uh, so stay tuned for that. And um, if you can think of any other businesses that you want to shout out here, just email the show. It's uh, zero to 100 pod at gmail.com. That's the number zero to 100 pod at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at WCW Poet. And um, if you've been listening, I really appreciate uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the support. And so you've been listening to the Zero to 100 podcast, episode 39. We out.